Welcome along to another Yorkshire podcast. We're now joined by Laura Gallery. She is one of the owners of uh, the Larder Club in York. Thank you for joining us, first of all. No, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure. So how how's the first couple of weeks been? You, you've been open just over nearly three weeks now? Yeah, well, yeah. So we've had we had our soft launch, um, which began on the fourth of August, which was a week that formed the last week of our staff training, where we took bookings only and offered people fifty percent off the food bill in return for their honest feedback. And then we just opened our doors to the public last Monday on the 10th of August. So that has sort of been one full proper week open to the public. And it's been going absolutely great. We've had a brilliant amount of support. We've had some really great feedback in terms of our menu, um, our incredible staff team. And yeah, it's just fingers crossed, really, to see to see how it's all going to go. Obviously, we're opening as a new venture in the middle of a global pandemic so uh, who knows what's going to happen um but no it's all been it's all been very um yeah very well received it seems so far yeah thank you yeah how how has it been sort of as you mentioned opening in the middle of a pandemic how has it been these over these couple of weeks yeah i mean it's just it's great to see people returning to the city centre and during lockdown I'd actually been cycling into the shop on a fairly regular basis just obviously uh, to check on how things had been going um, and just to check on the premises itself and having grown up in York and being brought up in York I um, I found it such a strange experience to be on my bike in the city absolutely desolate um, so to see people actually returning back to the city, uh, people who live locally, but as well as lots of people who seem to be visiting from elsewhere in the UK, it's been it's been a really encouraging sign. And and I think for us, uh, we've been we've been talking about this with a few people recently. I think the mindset that we have is that if we're able to open our doors in the middle of the pandemic, then hopefully there's only one way for us that it's going to go, and that's up. <laughs> Um, fingers crossed um so yeah so it's been yeah it's been encouraging and it's just been great just to just to be in in our city every single day have you been finding because obviously I, I was there last week and it was it was busy we we had a we had a bit of a wait we went off came back have you has that sort of been yeah. the, the the sort of daily daily ins and outs you've had quite a, a waiting list I suppose for the first couple of weeks yeah, it has. I, I mean, obviously, we've had to remove some of our tables on the inside because because of because of COVID measures. We've had to ensure that our tables are spaced out, which means that we've lost some of the capacity to be able to see as many customers as we would ordinarily like. So, so as soon as we opened the doors last week to the public, we've had a lot of people, a lot of walk-ins, uh, people obviously seeing that we're open, people intrigued to come and try us out, I think. So we have had to turn some customers away. We've 
now just on Friday and Saturday, we've got a license and planning permission to have some seats outside as well. So we've so yeah, so as I say, on Friday and Saturday, we're able to put some of our seating outside, which has made a huge difference as well, just to allow us again some additional capacity, but also to enable customers as they're walking past to see the kind of things that we're serving, our coffee and our food and our drinks. So so that's that's really helped as well. And and for us, it's a great sign too. I mean, obviously, we don't want to be turning people away um, when we're when we're full. But at the same time, it's it's great that we've been in a position where that's where that's what we've had to do. And in terms of the eat out eat out to help out scheme, is that has that been a bit of a benefactor for you guys as well? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's um, obviously we're signed up to that scheme and. And we noticed particularly last week that on the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, when the scheme was available, that there were lots of people, um, lots of people walking through the doors, lots of people wanting to come and eat, obviously using the scheme. And it's such a great, it's such a great way to to get people out and about again, I think. Um, and, and also, for us, I, I mean, you know, for me personally, being able to think that I can go out and eat places um, on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for 50% off, it's, it's absolutely, it's absolutely wonderful. So yeah, it's, it's definitely been a huge benefit to us and hopefully, obviously, a huge benefit to, to our customers as well. So for anyone that's not been to the Larder Club, not heard about it, tell us about the idea, the concepts behind it and, and what made you want to do it. Yeah, of course. So so the Larder Club, we are a social enterprise that is focused upon the rehabilitation of women offenders. And we're working closely in partnership with HMP Ascot Grange, which is an open category women's prison just on the outskirts of York. Um, as a social enterprise, we use some of our profit from the Delhi to fund employment opportunities within the Delhi itself. Um, and our aim is also to be funding barista skills training for women, equipping them with a skill that will hopefully increase their employment opportunities um, within a growing industry. The coffee industry has absolutely boomed over recent years. So, so that's our aim and that is our key focus. Um, the deli itself on 3 Blake Street in York, it's an Italian deli for no other reason than the fact that we love Italy. Um, I'm not Italian, our, our deli manager isn't Italian, um, but we do love Italy. So so what we offer in terms of our menu is a range of, uh, of platters, sharing platters. We've got some great sandwiches, some great biscettas, uh, some great salads, and the principles underpinning our um, our produce in the deli itself is that as far as possible and all of our produce is one of three things it's either authentically Italian so it's produce that's been directly imported from Italy uh, things like our mozzarella and our burrata you can't get them the same in England no matter what anybody says so so they're things that we import directly from Italy and or secondly it's authentically Yorkshire so we've worked really hard to try and find the 
best quality local Yorkshire produce, but produce that has also been made using Italian recipes. So a prime example of that would be we've got a um, a Yorkshire Pecorino cheese uh, that's available on the deli counter and it's also available um, as part as one of the ingredients of some of our sit down menu as well. And that is a cheese that is made by a man called Mario, who is an Italian man. Um, you can maybe tell by his name. Mm-hmm. And he moved over to Leeds in around 2001 and he gets all of his produce from the outskirts of Harrogate. So it's fresh uh, local Yorkshire produce, but he uses that produce to um, to make a pecorino, which is obviously an Italian recipe. Um, so, yeah, so so Yorkshire produce, but produce that's uh, made using Italian recipes. And then the third thing that you might see on our on our menu or in terms of our offering is produce that has been sourced to support some other kind of ethical project in some way so that goes particularly for our coffee Uh, we get all of our coffee from a great roastery based in Leeds called North Star Roastery and they work um, really hard uh, to make sure that there is complete transparency in the supply chain from a farmer through to us buying the beans that has been roasted by North Star. Uh, and that also goes for some of our wines as well. And um, all of our wines in the deli are actually Italian, so they are also imported. But there are particular wines on our wine menu that, again, have been sourced to fund some, uh, to support, sorry, some of the kind of ethical projects. So, in in terms of all all the produce that you've you've sort of, um, yeah, selling it in a, in the business at the moment, is that was that part all part of the plan when you first decided to open this up? As uh, when when you sort of sat down and and thought this is what we wanted to do. Yeah, I, I mean, it was a key feature. What, one of the things that we wanted to do as a social enterprise, and um, is, I, I don't know, I don't know about you, but I've been to loads of. Um, sort of events or uh, sort of charity coffee mornings in the past which have been absolutely wonderful but but there has sometimes been something about those kinds of places where it's quite evident that it's a it's a fundraiser in some way um, and I think one of the things that we wanted to achieve as a social enterprise was we wanted to be a place where you can walk into the Larder Club and it's a high quality place and a place where we want our customers to have a great experience and and we wanted to to try and create something where there might be people that particularly tourists for instance who are maybe visiting york for the first time uh, have never heard anything about us and they walk through the doors because they want to walk through the doors because we look like we look like a quality place and hopefully they then have an experience that that is quality and they walk back out and they might not know anything about us whatsoever um obviously we want to talk about our cause and and our cause is the main reason that we're there if it wasn't for the cause the deli wouldn't be open if it wasn't for the deli and hopefully making a profit then we wouldn't be supporting our cause so those two things go hand in hand um so yeah so there will hopefully be people who walk in there because they either know something about us already or they walk back out knowing more about us know more about our cause than they did when they walked in but yeah but ultimately um sourcing the finest produce that we could find um sourcing 
produce that has got some kind of meaning, some kind of reason for being there on the menu was all part of us trying to create that kind of environment and that kind of customer experience that was that was at our focus when uh, when we first started out. What's the have you had much of your rea- reaction from um you you obviously the the work that you're doing with the prison from customers already have you had people asking questions and even maybe wanting to help out a bit more? Yeah, we have from from people who um, either, as I say, have come to us because they're already aware of our cause or from people who have walked through the doors knowing nothing. And then we've engaged in conversation because uh, because we've told our customers about what we're doing. Uh, we've had um yeah a, a lot of a lot of support actually it's it's difficult to know with this kind of thing uh, it's difficult to sort of try and gauge the what the response might be or what the range of responses might be but certainly within the deli itself um the response has been great and there's been there's been uh, there's been lots of interest and and lots of support people seem really pleased to know that actually with every penny that they're spending within the deli um not only can they feel, not only can our customers feel great because, as I said, hopefully they're having a great experience whilst they're in there, mm. but they can also feel great because they know that with the money that they're spending in there, uh, some of that is going back into the community to to help others. Um, so yeah, so it's been it's been a great response so far. Um, yeah, the, the, there was. I was just. I was. I was just thinking about whether to say this, but um, one thing that was quite interesting that happened. It was during one of the days in our soft launch. Um, as part of our staff training, we focused upon all kinds of different things. But one of the one of the mornings we spent uh, we spent doing safeguarding training and training around uh, working working with women from HMP Ascombe Grange, but also training around uh, what kind of response we might expect as um as staff members to receive from the public and and how we will how will we deal with potentially difficult conversations around around our cause and questions that might be asked of us and uh shortly after we'd had that session as i said during one of the mornings of our soft launch a couple of weeks ago one of our staff members um overheard what appeared to be a little bit of an argument taking place outside the deli itself where there were um, two members of the public engaging in a conversation about about offering employment opportunities to individuals who had criminal convictions. And uh, that particular staff member um, dealt with the situation remarkably, uh, overheard this conversation, uh, went outside and asked the two members of the public if there was anything that they wanted to ask about the social enterprise. Um, The member of staff took out a menu with them, spoke through exactly what it is that we do, exactly what it is that we that we offer, um, spoke about our food and and invited them to come back when we were open to the public. And I just thought that is absolutely brilliant <laughs> we couldn't have asked um, asked for a better a better response from that particular member of staff and yeah and i hope that those two people maybe do come and uh, and try us out and and have any further conversation that they might want to have uh, about the reasons that we're doing what we're doing you've also as well as the the women's prisons you've is it down in hertfordshire you're working with one of the men's prisons as well where they've made some of the the uh, equipment and like cheese boards and things like that have have I got that right 
Yeah, so so all of our boards, so as I said, our menu is based around um, around platters and we've got lots of sharing platters on the menu and uh, we serve um, we serve some of those on wooden boards, um, some that are put straight on the table and some that are sort of raised up in the air. And, and yeah, whilst we're primarily focused on the rehabilitation of women offenders, uh, the boards are a way that we're trying to support uh, male offenders as well. And they've been sourced from, um, it's an organisation called Rough Stuff, and they work with um, with men serving custodial sentences in HMP The Mount down in Hertfordshire. And, and I just happened, I happened to meet... Um, uh, to meet the owner of Rough Stuff. I was down at an, at an event in London just before lockdown and it was by pure coincidence that I that I walked past and um, and we ended up in conversation and I found out a little bit more about them. So so yeah, so anyone who visits the Larder Club and uh, and who sees the boards that we present some of our food on, all of those um, have been made by men serving custodial sentences down in HFP the Mount. And it's just another way that um, that obviously um, men are, are hopefully being equipped with a skill. Uh, that, that they can put towards increasing their employment opportunities when when they're released from HMP the Mount. So, what's what's the long term project goals? What have you got anything else in mind in terms of when in terms of going forward working with the prison and and sort of the enterprise itself? Oh yeah, I mean we've in terms of in terms of our long term goals at the Larder Club. I mean we've got so many different ideas and um, and so many so many sorts of points for conversation and ultimately you know we would our, our our dream would be the three Blake Street you know our first ever Larder Club in York will will be a raving success and that we would be able to recreate it and and place it in other parts of of the country but but yeah, I, I, <laughs> I was asked that question, um, I, I think, on day one of, this, of the soft launch. And I thought, Laura, let's not get too far ahead of yourself. You know, <laughs> we're only two weeks in. <laughs> we're only two weeks in and, um, and we will just see how it goes. But, but yeah, but obviously that, that, is, that is our ambition and, and that is our goal. And, and hopefully, I don't know, if we speak again this time next year, hopefully we'll um, be somewhere down the line of, of thinking about that a little bit more. I certainly think I think you've certainly got past the first step is that I think you've certainly managed to get a lot of people talking about it which I think is always a, a good sign that people have have certainly taken an interest yeah 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 I, yeah people but I mean we've been absolutely blown away by the response that we've had so far um the messages of support uh feedback that's been given to us um reviews customer customer reviews that have been given to us and and yeah as you say as a completely new venture opening up in these circumstances we really we really couldn't have asked for for a better response we just hope that those conversations keep going and that people keep talking about it and um and yeah you know our as well as our cause which is obviously our primary focus um a key a key priority for us is also that our customers continue to have an enjoyable comfortable memorable experience when they come to the larder club so so we're just going to keep working hard and keep our focus at making sure that that continues to happen 
So taking a bit more of a focus on onto the the food and the and the menu. What what are your standout dishes on on the menu? What what have you really enjoyed? Sort of when you've sort of put it together. What's what's the the key highlights for you? So up to now. We have a TLC platter, our, our sort of speciality platter, which is a little bit of a mixture of everything. It's got um, some of our finest meats on there. It's got um, it's got fish on there. It's got some of our vegetables on there, our roasted vegetables, and it comes with a selection of um, great Haxby Bakehouse breads. And I think that that platter, it's um, it's a key standout because I suppose it's a mixture of all of our favourite things. There are so many things our, our produce does change um on a on a frequent basis depending on for instance what's available at the fishmongers on a morning um and and what and what our suppliers have available because a lot of our produce is obviously um obviously dependent on on what's in season and on what's been made at that particular time but yeah that because that platter is just a mixture of all of our favorites and i think that it looks great as well i think it's presented in a really brilliant way it comes on a it comes on sort of a paddleboard that's raised in the air and that for me is um it's the kind of thing that you know i could if I ever get the opportunity to just go and sit in the larder club myself as a customer, uh, the kind of thing that I could just sit there with a, with a lovely glass of wine and spend um, and spend a lovely time, people watching out of our window, um, and yeah, and enjoying myself. So, so I think for me that is the that is um, that's my favourite my favourite dish on the menu. Another interesting thing that we also serve that. Um, that I find quite interesting, particularly in COVID, is um, as I mentioned, we import our burrata from Italy. And uh, for anyone who hasn't ever eaten burrata before, it's it's a it's sort of like a, a creamy, rich um, mozzarella. I think that's maybe the best way of describing it. And um, and I, I keep on every time a customer orders it, I'm really intrigued to see when they cut into it how creamy the burrata actually is because because of covid the italians have been making it to a slightly different recipe obviously because there's been less workers um over there um they've been making it much harder than usual in terms of its consistency uh, to try and make it last longer so it's just been interesting to see over these past couple of weeks as well just how that how that recipe has changed and how the final product's coming out and we don't know until our customer is literally there slicing into it how how creamy um, each of our burratas will be so that's been quite exciting to see that as well but yeah, but but hopefully there is something for everybody on our menu. It isn't just about the TLC special platter. It isn't just about the burrata. Every single thing on there, um, hopefully, um, appeals appeals to somebody uh, coming in to the larder club. And and as I say, all of all of the produce on there is on there because um because of some kind of reason and because it is the finest produce that so you you just mentioned about the board that's what i had last week when i was in it was very nice i must say yeah did you like it i did so uh my partner lizzie who, who you've obviously met a couple of times as well she's not a big fish fan so that that was quite nice for me because i had i had that half of the board to myself it was <laughs> it was it was very nice she <laughs> I think I think that was probably part of the reason why I got it, but we better not tell her that. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I'm glad you 
enjoyed it. Yeah, more for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In terms of so, in terms of like all the, you sort of obviously managed to source all these ingredients and and the produce and everything. How how long did it take you to to sort of source what you were looking for and 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 to find the the products that were the right fit for you? Well, I I mean from from me um starting um to to spend all of my time full time um at the large club through to three Blake Street opening its doors to the public last week I've had well over a year <laughs> um, it's been that's that's been that's been because it's been one hurdle after and after another that, that I don't mean that in a negative way I just mean um I, I mean, I first thought that we would be open way before Christmas and then took us a little bit longer than expected to negotiate our lease. We then went through a planning permission process to um, to be able to use the space internally the way that we wanted to use it. Then the fit out had started and then obviously we went into lockdown. So, so, so the great thing about all of that time is that it gave me time uh, gave us time to be able to really give attention and focus to to where our produce was going to come from, um, as well as a whole host of other things. Um, but I spent last summer quite a lot of time uh, researching uh, other delis or cafes or restaurants all over the country, places that had um, maybe won some kind of awards or places that were hidden gems that had been recommended and and went to visit those places because I think that unless you're actually sitting there experiencing those places for yourself, experiencing the food for yourself, then it, it's kind of hard to to really um, appreciate some of that produce so yeah so it's been a great year that, that yeah. I've spent traveling around uh, testing places out meeting with suppliers um, talking about talking about produce tasting produce sampling produce um, so yeah so it's been a brilliant year I cannot complain I was going to say it sounds such a strenuous um, bit of work that you've had to do it's been very difficult <laughs> no so it's so it's been great but but as I say it, it's for us it's just so important that we that we get that right and, and it will evolve our menu is going to evolve and you know particularly our retail stuff as well that's going to in, evolve and we will we will be spending continuing to spend a significant part of our time um thinking about produce thinking about new produce and and yeah that work will continue Hopefully that will be part of my role going forward. So <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah, so so yeah, so it's been it's been a significant amount of time. It, it, I mean, yeah, like I say, it seems like a strenuous job. But I, I I wouldn't complain at doing that one myself. It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely you've, not. You you also you you're also like stocking other sort of Italian based local produce I noticed you've got the Yorkshire pasta company in there we we spoke to on the podcast a few a couple of months back uh, is that yeah. some, is that something something then that you're looking to build up is sort of help to be be a place where you can help to stock these sort of smaller local businesses that that maybe probably wouldn't necessarily get that helping hand otherwise yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're obviously independent ourselves, and um, 
and you know us us having that camaraderie and and mutual support with other local businesses with other local independents um is really important to us and yorkshire pasta company in particular i mean they just um they just fit in with the principles and applying uh, underpinning our our supply and our produce so well because obviously um that they're local, <laughs> uh, they're independent, they're using they're using uh, ingredients that are from Yorkshire, but obviously making them to an Italian recipe because it's pasta, it's dried pasta. So so we're really pleased to to be able to be stocking their pasta, and it looks great. It absolutely it's a great product, and it looks great on our shelves as well. Um, our our aim is pretty much that anything that you eat within the deli um at three blake street at the larder club that you can buy to take away but we've also got additional retail items like yorkshire pasta company that that you can just buy for retail as well and again that is going to be something that will continue to evolve um but yeah we we, we were really chuffed really chuffed to to be working with them and, and I mean, they've done incredibly. I mean, I, I hadn't appreciated until speaking with them that, I mean, they only opened a couple of months ago. So, so again, uh, similar to us, a new venture opening in the middle of a in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of a pandemic. And, you know, you turn on the news and it can be so depressing. Um so depressing <laughs> to to hear all sorts that's going on that's been going on but but to be able to hear a success story like Yorkshire Pasta Company and everything that they've achieved over these recent weeks um it's a beacon of hope really and it's it's really encouraging so yeah so we're so we're really chuffed to be working with them so obviously that you're working with local producers and then you've obviously got there's there's quite the the strong theme of Italy. Is that is this why why Italy for you? What what's 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 the your your favourite part about Italy? Oh, I just I just love every single thing about the place. Um, I'm trying to remember how old I was when I first ever visited Italy. But but for for as long as I can remember, I've I've been in love with the place. Um, yeah, I. Partly when I was younger, I had an Italian boyfriend, <laughs> actually, um, and uh, and I think I think at that age I thought, oh, I could, you know, I could very easily just move over there. Um, but it's just it's it's everything about it. It's it's the culture, it's the people, it's it's the food, the simplicity of the food, and just using fresh ingredients that taste great. And um, you know that that the the simpler the better. Um, and being able to stumble across um, eateries down down streets and and alleys that you wouldn't ever expect to find them, and and you walk in, and you know the menu changes every single day just based on based on um, what the chef has been able to find, and you can just sit there um, over a glass of wine, over the kind of stuff that we're trying to obviously recreate at the larder club whether it's cured meats or, or amazing cheeses or um freshly baked bread and 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 sit there for hours and just enjoy enjoy the company that you're with um enjoy the food enjoy the wine it's it's yeah it, it's i yeah i love i love everything about it everything about it so so that's what we're trying to recreate and give our customers um a taste of italy um in yorkshire <laughs> um 
It's um, yeah, it's certainly a country I've been a bit fascinated with for for quite some time myself. Probably since I did a project on it at school when I was about fifteen. And, oh, um, did you? Yeah, we it was just part of a geography project. I remember it very well. And um, yeah, just sort of, I was I was always quite fascinated. I think from from a food perspective myself, and and yeah, then eventually actually going out there. I think I, there's, I think goodness knows how many times I've been out to Italy now but yeah it is I, I get I get it completely exactly what what you say about the the small places just opening up have it they have the odd the odd few tables not not always much yeah. to look at but then you go in and you, you you get served probably some of the best food you'll ever eat anywhere yeah yeah absolutely is there is there a particular place in Italy that you enjoy going most yeah, I th- yeah. The, the, well, there's probably I've probably got two favourite places. I think uh, one of them is a place called Positano, which is on the Amalfi Coast. Yeah. Um, it's it's a it's a small town that is built into into the cliff, and yeah. and again, it is just full of small little streets loads of places to eat loads of places to sit and have a coffee and watch the world go by and and the coastline is just is just beautiful you could you could just sit there and and stare at it for hours just stare out looking over the sea so that is definitely it's a place that we've um that we've visited my cousin actually lived there for quite a few years and so the first time that we ever went it was to visit her when she was living there um, and yeah, and just fell in love with it straight away. And then the second place, well, the second region is is Tuscany, that we probably visited most in Tuscany. It's a place called San Gimiano, and it's a it's a town on the top of a hill, and again, it's just a beautiful place that is full, um, also <laughs> of wonderful places to eat and to um, sample local produce. Wild boar is quite a big thing. Um, particularly over in Tuscany and uh, there's a little restaurant just off a side street down one of the main squares in San Gimiano called Chiri Biri and uh, we've had some great times there with family and with friends um, yeah enjoying wild boar ragu so so yeah I think those are the two favourite places but I think there's I think everywhere in in Oh, I've not obviously visited everywhere in Italy, but but you know, I, I imagine there aren't many places in Italy that that wouldn't be just as spectacular. I think just as a country, um, there is so much, there's so much diversity, um, you know, in terms of geography and scenery, and thinking about you know the hustle and bustle of of somewhere like Rome, for instance. Um, through to through to the Alps where obviously in the winter you can ski um through to the coastline that I mentioned and then you know the rolling hills of Tuscany it's just a country that I think has got everything that you could possibly want um so actually so yeah thinking about it maybe maybe going back to the question about our aims and goals for the Larder Club maybe our maybe our focus should be to open the Larder Club in Italy that would be that would be a great idea I think um so yeah, so yeah, it's um, yeah those two places probably Positano and San Gimignano. Yeah, the Amalfi Coast is beautiful. I, I I love going. I've been up to the the last time I think I was out there was up in in Lake Garda and it's just a, an amazing spot oh. up there as well. I've uh, yeah. it's yeah, but yeah, it's it's so it's amazing just how how different the sort of landscape changes throughout throughout the whole country. The from the food to the 
to even the architecture as well. It, it it's it's amazing just what a, what a, such a diverse country it actually is when you when you're actually out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. And what what I like to ask people when they come on is their sort of ideal meal. So if there was one last meal that you were to eat, what would that be? <laughs> um, without a shadow of a doubt, pasta. Some some freshly made pasta, um, maybe in a in a sage butter, some ravioli. Yeah, in a sage butter, that would be with some fresh parmesan over the top. Um, that would be my dream meal. I think with a glass of white wine. Do you have a particular type of pasta that you like? Um, I, I like I like ravioli just just because of the fact that um, obviously uh, ravioli in itself is a type of pasta, but but the the range of the range of fillings that you can get, um, I, and I always it's one of those things I've particularly growing up again I've never had I've never had a huge appetite, and sometimes as a kid in particular I could my parents they'd they take us places and and I was, I'm one of these I was brought up where I was told that you eat your meat first because you know if you've been taken out for a meal your meat is the most expensive thing on the plate so you make sure you eat that first before anything else and before you get full and uh and yeah my parents used to have a terrible time with me I think as a child because I'd get overfaced and and we'd we'd go out places and I'd, I'd not want to eat so so for me just a few just a few um, a few pieces of ravioli, three or four pieces, just just on a plate with some simple sage butter over it, with a range of fillings. Um, yeah, that's that's my my dream meal. Do you have a particular tipple to, to go with that as well? Yeah, a, a crisp a crisp white wine. Um, yeah, that that would be that would be perfect. That would top it off for me. I think. Um. I've got hollow legs, so I, I when you sort of speak about eating, eating, <laughs> eating your meat first, I'm I'm one of these people who saves that that bit till last. I'm, I don't know whether I'm. Yeah, the, no, I, are you I, really? I mean, I don't know if I'm weird like that or not, but I I see it as the best bit, so I say I save the best till last, and probably end up leaving most of my meat and then and then eating that last. But that might be just me being a bit of a weirdo <laughs> and being able to get away with that because apparently. No, that's. I mean, I, I get called the human dustbin, so I I can't I, I, I've, I and I've got no qualms about it. I, I I happily I'll happily take it. I like my food. But I think I think I annoy a few people because I'm I'm tall, but certainly not wide. So it's quite nice. I get away with it. <laughs> that sounds perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Just one last thing. Yeah. I was also told as well as eat you meat first, don't fill up on bread. That was uh, something that was always, um, yeah, drilled into me as a kid. You see, you put some nice bread out, and I'll I'll happily eat it, and with a nice bit of bread, and <laughs> bread and butter, and I'll, I'll be well away, and that's absolutely fine by me. I'll sit, <laughs> and then probably something use it to mop it up with afterwards. So it's it's yeah. it's always a tough one. Laura, thank you very much for chatting to us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank um, oh, thank you for having me. And and thank you and and all the best over the next coming months. And I'm sure it's going to be an absolute success. And I'll well, I'll be in very soon anyway. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, we hope to see you and Lizzie soon. That's for sure. Definitely. Uh, but until then, thank you very much, and we'll see you soon. Yeah. Thank you too. Take care.